0: Why, what,
2: and how? Fuse eight, and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Kate, what? I got you a guest. Ooh. I did. He's right here. Hello. Next to me. Hello, Hello, guest. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) We're all here. Yes, Kate, allow me to introduce Mr. Gerald Connors. Gerald Connors, meet Kate.
1: Hello, Kate.
0: Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my house.
2: Thank you so exactly. much. It's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. home. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she made us cookies and everything. I did. She did. Now, Gerald, uh, please explain. What are your qualifications for being on the show today?
1: Uh, number one, first and foremost, uh, I'm an avid listener Aww. of Aww. Fuse Aiden and Kate. I enjoy Woohoo! your podcast very much. Thank you. Um, and with a one-on-one uh, Twitter relationship with Betsy, I've talked about many old books. Indeed. And uh, outside of that, there are a lot of people who are interested in seeing if I can, uh, if I could ever stump you. Uh,
2: do Do you have anything to stump me with, or, or?
1: You know what? I did a few weeks ago with oh. the Emperor's New Clothes. Actually, a few, I think a few months ago at this point, point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll ever do that again.
2: Oh, okay, great. Okay, good. So I'll take that. I'll
1: take that one. Uh...
2: I will claim myself the winner, and no one can ever stump me. Ha yep. ha! <laughs> take that, Roger Sutton. Usually, when we have a guest, the guest. Gets to choose the book that we do on the show. Uh-huh. And today, Gerald has chosen a book.
0: Okay. And it is
2: not a book that we have done before.
0: Okay. And I
2: am very excited. Now, just before I showed the book, Gerald, there was another book that you wanted to do with us. Yes. Uh, that we did. Could you explain what that book was?
1: Yes, Harvey Potter's Balloon Farm. Uh, which you guys did just a mere two weeks ago, which we has did. always been number one on my list of books to bring on this podcast Should oh, I ever become so lucky to be invited.
2: We gave it a pretty good rating. I have never
1: seen you guys rate a book so highly as that one. Uh, you, uh, yeah, Hungry, I mean, Caterpillar Hungry Caterpillar was okay. our highest right, of all. Right, but, before, you know, but it's that level y- of yeah, greatness. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, today's book... Uh, Is not that book but, But it is a book that we're gonna do We had two choices Gerald brought two different books But we decided to go with the one that would be more of a Kate book Are you ready? So realistic illustrations is what you're saying? Boo! Westlandia by Paul Fleischman. Illustrated by Kevin Hawks. Kevin Hawks. Yes, this is Westlandia.
0: Do you know, I look at this cover, and you know what the first thing I notice is? What's it? It's not the flowers or like a kid, it's the old man in the corner. Of
2: course, see, this is how you read. Of course, that would be the first thing that you would notice out of. This kid standing on giant, <laughs> huge flowers, barefoot with what looks like a robe and a, and a sun hat. You notice the, the, old, the, man the old man The old in the corner. Yeah, the story checks out. Go read that book. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, let's talk about why you selected today's book. Gerald, uh, why'd you select today's book?
1: Well, Harvey Potter was out, clearly. And yeah, next, that was out. We couldn't do that. I, it would have been foolish. But my next two choices were something by James Marshall, Mm -hmm. probably Bonzini, or It's Good to Have a Wolf Around the House. It
2: was really hard not to do those. Yeah. Um, We're just going to have to have you back on sometime to do them. That would be my great pleasure. No,
1: No. I mean, and it would allow me to speak to my area of expertise, which is James Marshall history.
2: Yes. Oh, I love James Marshall.
1: And anytime you want to have that chat. Yes. I'm I'm in. Oh,
2: fantastic. Um, I'll just do a whole James Marshall podcast. Like, it's just all James Marshall stuff.
1: Uh, listeners, leave a comment if you'd like to hear <laughs> such a thing.
2: Exactly. Because
1: we will we will uh, scratch that itch happily. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, as I mentioned with Harvey Potter and mm-hmm. my reason for bringing that book, there are criteria to books you want to bring on the show. One is maybe to um, stump you.
0: Very good. You know, good. find a book that you've never yep. seen before. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, two, find a book with layers, maybe some political aspects you can dive into. Nice. Uh, and three, get a strong reaction out of Kate. See,
2: this is so fascinating. We have had many a fine guest on the show. Mm -hmm. I don't believe, and I could be wrong when I say this, but I don't believe we've ever had such a faithful
1: listener on the show to the
2: point where you understand how this goes.
1: So, with this book, Westlandia, Mm -hmm. I um, think I've pinpointed the exact areas Kate's going to focus on. Okay. Um what one of we'll those be? is the grumpy old man on the cover, which uh, is just check mark is, that right? box, yes. You know, although already spotted. Uh, it's the same character as in the Harvey Potter book. Oh, right? he know? just
2: migrated to said, yeah, even the, the, the art is similar, I would the say. The art yeah. is sort of
1: similar. There's yeah. like, I think a lot more appeal in um uh, Harvey Potter. Harvey
2: Potter. Yeah, it's less wordy, I would yeah. say, of the two. Yeah. yeah. Now mm-hmm. this
1: book I wouldn't say um is necessarily like like a favorite of mine or mm-hmm. like that, but it's it, it's Actually, I'll be very glad to have your two opinions as arbiters of, really, is this a classic? Okay. Because there's some things that where I think if, if Kate picks up on it, then she and I will have the exact same uh, potential Ooh. problem with this book. I'm very interested to see, to see how this unfolds.
2: This, I always consider this book, and, and I could say this later, but I'll just mm-hmm. say it now. It, this sort of came out at the same time as Dinotopia. Ah. In an era of wordiness yep. with high you know levels of illustration. Yes. And so I will be interested in if the wordiness of this throws her
1: off it's, as well. It's, it's wordy. It's a
2: very it's yeah, it's it's got a lot of got a lot of language going on. It's got on. a lot of language. Yeah. All right. Well we shall see. Hello. 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 (laughs) No, no, no. We'll try this again. You need to be like hello. It's fine. It's fine. Caught me out of work. Are we on? All right.
0: Continue.
2: So I read a book. You did read a book.
1: May I may I interrupt? Sure. Okay. Uh for dear listener, if I may lift the veil on Mm -hmm. this process, because I'm sure we're all interested. Um Kate does leave the room and <laughs> reads the book. And in this case, Kate, in this case, I'm sorry I gave you such a wordy book. No, we, we no, it's fine. Okay, good. I, was,
0: I hated the font, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well, well, I have
0: a bunch of notes, uh, first of which include, why are there two title pages?
2: What? Show me.
0: Title page without text, title page with text. What the
2: what? freaky heck? Okay, what's, okay what's, cool. your what's your theory?
0: What's
1: It looks like um, a hardcover book that was translated into a paperback right? where the end papers had to be integrated, but they are now pages two and three.
2: Yeah, I see that. Suddenly, oh, because they thought it was so important to have those I think those end papers. End papers.
1: See the the end papers Are
2: they the code? It is. They're the key. They're the key code. Okay. So just to kind of jump ahead, the
0: kid made up his own alphabet, which I was very concerned that this was a glossary of hieroglyphics (laughs) that I was going to have to keep referencing throughout the book. And I was like, oh man. I I I think you
2: can if you want to, but it's not required. No. No? No. You don't want to?
0: There's 80 letters in his alphabet, (laughs) Betsy.
2: (laughs) 80. I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? And that's the takeaway line I'm taking from the episode. All right. It would
0: take me like four hours to get through this book. Well, we better start now then. The night is young. Let's go. So, okay. So you start off and it starts off with, of course he's miserable, moaned Wesley's mother. He sticks out. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I miss a page? <laughs>
2: We're just Did diving.
0: I'm, diving into the middle of his story. I here. feel like I interrupted a conversation and mm-hmm. just however I do like on this page that immediately starts, around the edges you can see the walls of the house and there's a dead mouse in the walls. <laughs> oh get out of town.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a dead mouse, mouse alright.
0: Yep. yep. And it's it's you can see the insides of the walls because this kid Wesley is listening to his parents like talk. On the other side of the wall Mm -hmm. So Makes sense I just like those
2: little Cute little details Like dead mice Like dead mice (laughs) (laughs) If she can see a dead mouse Within the first four pages It's gotta be good However
0: Let's Let's talk about the things That are on this kid's bed Shall we First of all I'm pretty sure That's a vice. Second of all, we have some sort of an IV drip going on. And then like a Tetris table leg. I don't know what this kid is sleeping with. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you this. You're not seeing. Well, okay, I was going to say you can't see under the bed to see how dirty it is. And so maybe it is dirty. But you can see under his dresser. And it is spotless except for like one baseball. Yep. Yeah. Something about There's baseballs
0: no under bed. That was the last book. There was a baseball under the bed.
2: Yeah. Uh, Who takes their baseball under their bedroom? My baseballs are all in my backyard. This, this guy. This guy. This guy.
1: <laughs> so the thing you think is a vice is uh, a hand auger. Um, you know, what you'd use for a drill. You'd, you would crank like this. And oh, that's far less disturbing. Well, <laughs> why is it on a bed? <laughs> well, I have maybe he no, had to
2: prop it against something. You might
1: think he used it to drill through the wall to hear the dead, well, dead mice make no sound, but, but he's, he's, but he's going he's through the vents. He's got through a vent, yeah.
2: I, I, okay. It's going to be the name of my noir, by the way, dead mice make no sound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and here's one other
0: thing that I don't like about the book. Um, there's a bunch of bullies, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I counted, there's 14 bullies. What? Which means what he's pissed he? off a gang, and the gang <laughs> has Mohawks.
2: This is a suburban gang too. Yeah, they do have. Mo- oh no, you find it anti-Mohawk. It's very anti-Mohawk. Oh, I'm. Sorry. I used to have a Mohawk, <laughs> no, and I,
0: so I, I'm. Yeah. I don't understand why. Why it's, this anti-Mohawk presence? There, there no. is in the text that the father wishes that the kid had. Uh, a hairstyle worn like all the other boys and he even bribed him $5 to get a mohawk. The kid was
2: like, I'm not getting a mohawk. But I'm like, come this on. This is a weird suburban neighborhood.
1: <laughs> this is the thing that's kind of weird about it. A little disconnect I have in the book is that so the main character, Wesley, we're going to mm-hmm. discover is a little bit anti-establishment and mm-hmm. it's based in the suburbs. Right. But the kids uh-huh. who are... So he's a misfit, which is why he's being persecuted. Right. However, the persecutors have... The Anti-establishment the, the, the anti- hair. Punk hair, right? right? Which is like, well, you would think these would be kids with, like, buzz cuts. Right. And just, like, straight Right, right, like the military rats. style Exactly, hair. exactly. Yeah. So but that, he's that's sh- the
2: square and would therefore be much more establishment, but this is a flip of that. Right. Fascinating.
0: Well, now he's talking about, like, the things that he's learned in class, like, that seeds are carried great distances by the wind, and that each civilization has its staple food crop, and his dad is like... Should find something to do over the summer and the kid's like, I know I'll do all of this that I just said
2: and that I learned to do over the summer. <laughs> and I'm like, why can't my son just play video games?
0: I'm like, parents, why don't you put this kid in a summer camp where he yeah. could like meet other like-minded kids? And, and sure. Nope. Send him to science camp. Nope. Instead, he's going to form his own civilization. Okay, so anthropology camp. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Um, now I wish gardening was this easy. Oh Lord, yes. Where you just dig a hole, mm-hmm. and seeds carried
2: by the wind plant themselves <laughs> yeah. into the dirt. I don't know. my weeds grow. come. My weeds There's... come out of nowhere. I do feel that that does happen a little bit.
0: But look at how many seeds are being carried by the night's wind, Betsy. It's a lot
2: of seeds. Well, it's a weird row. I mean, the
0: allergies that all these cats are (laughs) suffering. As long as you
2: don't stand in front of that row, you're fine. It's actually much better this way.
0: So he's growing these plants. We don't know what they are, but they have somehow grown like three times, 12, 20 times the size that they were originally. Do we know how much time has passed? No, okay. No, this is just happening over the summer. Over the summer. I mean, All it right. took five days for the first seedlings to appear. Oh,
2: that's that sounds realistic.
0: But it doesn't say. It just says they shot up past his knees, then his waist.
2: But I'm I'm just thinking his parents are cool with this, like you know, maybe they're the kind of people who like have a yard, but they don't really pay attention to the yard. His they don't really look his, at the yard. His plants are bringing in parrots and lizards (laughs) betsy but it's only if you look in the plants like if you don't really look oh don't worry (laughs) much worse oh okay all right
0: so now fruit appears in these plants um at first they're yellow and they blush to magenta and he starts eating these plants and i'm thinking you know i would be pretty skeptical to eat anything that i grew but that's just me the kid in this book he's just very cool with eating whatever the heck the seed is that he did not plant.
2: Like, Kate, if we know one thing, if you find a fruit in nature, you eat that thing. It never goes wrong. It's not poisonous. It's never going to go wrong. Well, ever. I would, a, ever.
1: I understand you have some young listeners. Kids, please do not eat <laughs> no, anything you I'm sorry. find in nature. I am
2: speaking with uh, sarcasm, well, which I is see, hard to I hear, see. but it's kind of a deadpan sarcasm, so it is hard it's, to hear. Children, do not eat fruit Thank that you, you for bringing that
0: up, because I had there. the exact same thought. Yeah, Are kids right. going to learn to just oh. eat anything well, and they're red, Rose right? The- because red the- is very
1: yeah. dangerous yes. fruit to eat. That's actually, that's a great point. But yeah. also, this book plays out a little bit like uh, if you're bored and, and feeling disconnected from your school, what might you do over the summer? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's probably some bad modeling right there. Yeah.
2: Then again, this is not a familiar fruit. So maybe the kids they're hoping kids will just, if it, they just have yeah. to encounter
1: this fruit. And maybe the reader by now has noticed that Wesley appears to be kind of a uh, meticulous And studious kid, so you know maybe he's not just like diving in face first. True, maybe he
2: did some research before he
1: ate, or he nibbled on a leaf and checked for adverse effects.
2: In case anyone is wondering what the
0: fruit tastes like, it's a blend of peach, strawberry, pumpkin pie, and flavors he had no name for. We
2: all know that pumpkin pie only tastes like the spices that it is given, (laughs) so that is just a spice fruit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I would eat that fruit. But he
0: does everything imaginable with the fruit, with the rinds, with the plant. So he starts making all sorts of things with the plant, like uh, clothing and hats. Do we see anything wrong with the spinning wheel? Oh, no. Well, it's a walking
2: wheel, right? We're going to need to send this one to our uh, spinning wheel expert and see what the deal is.
1: I.e., our mother. I yeah. see. Okay. <laughs> if there could... appears to be
2: a spindle involved, and a little baffled
1: You know, ideally, this book would have a pair of knitting needles in it to make it the complete <gasps> book to bring to the podcast. Uh, so but could, it doesn't, well, instead, instead, there's a loom. Oh, this, let, oh. that's... I yeah.
2: like that though. Looms get a lot less play now. Than many
1: you did you did notice something else, which on that page um, leads me into another misgiving I have about this book, and that is mentioning that it seems to be from the Native American tradition. His, oh. his garb right mm-hmm. really feels yeah. like sort of a natural thing but it doesn't bother me yet until the next uh, couple well stars. the
2: hat does not appear to be from any no any no, indigenous no. culture in fact, that I've feels, ever heard of so. it feels very
1: fantastical yeah looks it seems fantastical like, and so um, you kind
2: of forget about the clothing because you're like well right. the hat's so fantastical
1: he's somewhere between like a hobbit and a gnome right now right he know? looks like a yes. hobbit and a gnome yeah <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
0: With Harry Potter glasses. Exactly. With Harry Potter. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Harry this Potter. kid looks no. a lot like Harry Potter. He does oh, look a lot like Harry worry. Potter. Don't worry. I'm going to make a reference to Harry Potter later. Oh, my God. God. Okay. 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 Yeah. The author should get sued. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> well, they came out first. Now he's starting to make something that can get away mosquitoes, and it's also like a suntan lotion, and he starts selling it. So... On the one hand, he's got a kid fanning him, so I'm like, okay, good for you. You He's a god. However, on the other hand, it's interesting that he's creating his own civilization, yet he's keeping this civilization's currency. He's not making up his own currency. Well, he's
2: only one man. He doesn't have time to create currency. He makes up
0: all sorts of things. He makes up time. He makes up (laughs) constellations. But he doesn't make up currency because Uh, um, capitalism. That's why.
1: And he's creating a utopia, and he makes places utopia for him to have a cash register. But isn't it a utopia of one?
2: It's like a capitalist utopia for one person. I mean, he's having a great time.
0: Okay, this is the part where... Uh, he starts making up time. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't own. A, he what got I rid did of my summer vacation. I, <laughs> I made I invented up time. time. He, he invents time. He got rid of his watch. He invents time based on the <laughs> petals of his plant's flower. So he divides it by eight. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the neighbor is confronted with a snake.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that's not And is great.
0: totally okay with it.
2: Is the neighbor ever heard from again after this point? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right.
0: He's not interested in traditional sports, so he starts making up his own. But originally, he created a game that was just for one player, and then realizing that uh, more players would offer him more scope, Whatever that means.
2: That's <laughs> a broad term. A very he, broad term. He
0: invents a game that would include his schoolmates. Tell me that this is not Quidditch on stilts. Oh, yeah.
2: It's like a combination of lacrosse, yeah. stilts, and yeah, those ho- hoops are very Quidditch-esque. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, true. But this, this came out before Harry it, Potter. It did.
1: Oh. Yeah. Uh, and this, for me, by the way, is where the earlier thing I alluded to—the uh. Native American appropriation—I'm like, yeah, that's lacrosse, oh, right? Yeah, it's lacrosse, lacrosse is. with some extra elements, and this yeah. is where I'm like, okay, mm. this this child Wesley has created his own civilization, but so much of it borrows from. Good these traditions God. that I feel like I'm like, oh. that he's like, oh, I came
2: up with this entirely myself, yeah, and right? It's like, you know, Jamaica and it, and it
1: bothers me a, a little. Although, like, you know, you could say that. Well, he he didn't know because his teacher's talking about ancient civilization so maybe he has mm-hmm. no context. And and he is, mm-hmm. I guess, inventing these things on his own, uh, just or... by fluke. <laughs> but it feels like there's something happening here that that's. Uh, I mean, it's missing. a it's.
2: I mean, he is repeating history, if that's the that, case. That's, I mean, he's right, appropriating right. indigenous cultures without giving them any credit and then being like, I made this all up myself. Exactly. Right, yeah. right.
1: He's coming out of at, from a place at of me. Innocence, right? I'm a
2: blank slate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, now he starts to build himself a platform so he can sleep in the middle of this land he's called Westlandia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He is a despot. Um, it says August was unusually hot. So he's keeping the months, he's just not okay. keeping the, the time. Because <laughs>
2: <time.
0: laughs> that makes
2: well, it sense. Well, he could be wrong. Yeah. He could it could actually be July if he thinks it's August based on the state. Well, that's true. Calendar. Or maybe yeah. maybe
1: in the first half it was Westember. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Like, <laughs> right. No, Deander's <Yeah>. yeah, <laughs> like it's, no it's, one's gonna know uh, what this uh, means. Ball.
2: It's
0: Walai and <laughs> w- August. <laughs> West uh, So this is a wordless two page spread that we see. Which is gutsy. Which I really like because you can see... to get away with. I like the fireflies. I like the Mm -hmm. stars. Mm -hmm. I like the hungry raccoon. I like the raccoon I like the lizard and there's a peacock over here. And then again, you got the neighbor spying on the kid again. Is he like our
2: narrator and we just didn't know it all along? (laughs) Ooh, that's a nice take. I think this is the secret narrator.
0: And then, before he goes back to school in September, he creates his own own... Eighty letter alphabet to record the history of his civilization's founding.
2: There's a little
1: of that, Kate. Nope. <laughs> see, this is why you had to preserve those end papers because this is where your 80 right. character oh. alphabet is, which if anyone ever sits down and deciphers it, or pays Paul Fleischman enough money to reveal right. it, will we'll, um, tell you the ooh, history of its founding. Well,
0: Let uh, me show you the craziest twist ending ooh, that yeah. I did not see.
2: Okay, okay. In the end... I like a twist ending.
0: Are you ready for this? I'm ready. He starts a cult. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's the words? What does it say? He had no shortage of friends. Oh,
2: friends. Friends. Followers. Followers. Yes! They
0: are literally following him. They are him. literally following him. In and they the are... clothes that he made and the hats that he oh, made. Yeah. And he looks like Harry Potter. He
2: looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> he also looks like Aang starting the new Air Nation. And the, and a little bit. A, that's a, a very bit. monk-like Thank you. Robe that's what I'm process. saying. He's got yeah. kind of a monk thing yeah. going on and starting okay. his own So nation. he became
0: yeah. a cult leader, the end. <laughs>
1: I prepared for today. Well done. Okay. An envelope. Ooh. And I was going to have you, Betsy, mm-hmm. open it. And you were going to say what, I, say? what I predicted Kate right. would say. Oh, just and like uh, on front, Jimmy
2: Carson. Yeah, 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 or, exactly right. Yeah.
1: And then I decided no one likes to know it all. <laughs> so I thought maybe I wouldn't do this. <laughs> and then I thought there's a small chance I'm going to be wrong. Small. There's, okay. a, there's a small should, chance I'm going to be wrong. You should have done it. Was, was, gonna... was cult leader on your bingo card? Kate is going to end the episode by saying... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry I have to say it this kid is starting a cult. He doesn't want <laughs> friends; he wants followers. I mean, Thank you. And you said that exact pretty that, much that exact thing. That
2: yeah. is true because yeah. no one makes this but him. He is the only it's, one making. Right. Way. He named it after himself, which you know, can, any kid if would And you turn would back
1: do. to the page, Ken, Turn back to the page, right? He's not walking art like these are choices no, he's not, that create, he's not like, even talking the illustrator made, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're walking in a long line following him following through him. his little suburban. And he's very. Westland, yeah. He
2: looks like the smuggest Harry Potter in the world. He's got such a smug look. He's got such a smug look. Now, how
0: long is this going to last?
2: Well, until the plants die, right? Uh, Once the plants die, he doesn't have a civilization. So, yeah, if you have bullies, kids, start your own civilization. Yeah, and become a cult leader.
1: Yeah. The All end. Right.
2: The end.
1: Till a huge patch of dirt in your backyard and trust that the winds will bring that some That the winds gains. will bring change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Ratings time. <laughs> you too. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. I'll start. A lot of it is, this is for that kid who just like wants to bear down on a book and make it their life for a while. Yes. I think for a certain type of kid, this, this is very appealing. Um, But I think there is danger in the appeal. Not actual danger, danger. But just that... The lessons that this book is 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 uh, imparting to its young readers is less um, if you you know go off in the, in the, and the cover of it is definitely saying this. It, it looks like it's saying go off, do your own thing, you know, forge your own path, and others will follow you. Is what it's trying to say. What it is in fact saying is, uh, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, start your own civilization, and uh, no one will ever argue with you ever again.
0: What was your rating? Oh, all my that? rating.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Which Jeez is why I'm rating it. I'm a straight five, actually. Because okay. the art's fantastic and uh, it's got a cool idea. Okay.
1: I agree with you, Betsy, that this is a book that has a lot of wish fulfillment for kids. It does. Right? I mean, like, what kid hasn't imagined taking control of, like, their entire backyard and, like, creating a, a little, like, world back there and inhabiting it and, and being the boss of it? Right. Uh, I can respect all of that, and I know that a kid reading this is going to enjoy that part of it, enjoy that part of it a lot, and they're not going to have all the baggage I brought to it. So I think for a kid, they're going to love this book. It's it's up there. It's like a seven or an eight, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple very deliberate choices at the end where this is a smug kid, and he's doing this. The only reason he gets more kids to play in his game isn't because he wants... To spread the joy, or I created this great thing. Let me share it with these kids. I'm lonely. Never I'm, comes I'm lonely. up. Never no, comes no. up. No, he no. He just wants to have more scope. Meaning, mm. he just wants, <laughs> he wants. the. He wants the game to be more interesting or challenging. Right, in some kind of it's way. boring. And you play. know, the whole time he's playing that, he's yelling at the kids that they're doing it wrong. Yes, and yes. He's yes. like, Don't no, the, the top net. You know. <laughs> so. I think
0: it even says in the text. He tried to be patient with yes. the other players' as blunders.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a certain amount in here that this is, like, he's, he's not, like, a kind kid, you know? He has right. a lot to learn, and his summer adventure may have been better spent in therapy than, <laughs> than in his backyard. Or possibly
2: with, like, you've said he yeah. you could go to camp, you yeah, know? like That's a what? science yeah. camp or something.
1: Nice. But nice. this book is for kids. I'm going to hold on to that seven. I might have given it a five somewhere like you, so I'll fall in the middle and say six. Okay. And the art is great.
2: It is great art.
0: I like the message that you can be yourself without having to like cave to others in order to make friends. You can stay true to yourself. Right? And you should. However, it is a bit cultish at the end. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's very interesting to see what he picks and chooses to keep in our current civilization compared to his new one. Um, I don't understand how his parents are okay with their entire backyard being, and maybe the neighbor's yard too, being taken up by all this. And how has the neighbor not complained about the snakes and the peacocks and the other animals that are now in the neighborhood? I do like all the little details in the illustrations. I said it before, I'll say it again. I don't like the font. It bothers me. Uh. (laughs) But I do like this kid's imagination and creativity. So I think- if this can encourage other kids to be creative, right. that, is, that, is cool. that is a good message. No screens. However, don't maybe eat red f- from red plants that you don't, don't know what the fruit is. Don't eat red um fruit. especially if the seeds were free. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I gave it a five point five. Whoa.
2: So it's a toe over the line classic. It's a toe Yay. over the line classic. Hey, it gave us a lot to talk about. I'm gonna tip my hat to it for that. <laughs> it's very it's not boring. <laughs> it's not Boring (laughs) raves, Kate. Kate, Kate. (laughs) Let us time. We got a nice one from Lynn. I have to give a hat tip to Lynn on this one. Lynn wrote, "I feel like there should have been a Little Critter television show at one point, a la Franklin or Berenstain Bears." This referring to the Little Critter books by Mm. Mercer Mayer that we did recently. Poor Mercer Mayer. All those merchandising opportunities lost.
1: I want to say there was a little critter show produced in Canada by Nelvana, but I don't oh. know for sure. But I'm, All right, I'm we will sure. we
2: will confirm or deny that, but uh, yeah. But
1: I will say that Mercer Meyer has a website, I think, mercermeyer.com, where he sells original artworks.
2: Oh, that's true. He does. Uh, anyway, Lynn goes on. I found this in Helen Oxenbury, A Life in Illustration. This was a biography that came out about two, three years ago. I did buy it from my library. Quote, Helen's strength as a portrait artist helped her meet the greatest challenge posed by Cook's manuscript. The need to be right about everything to do with the story's characters, their expressions, body language, hairstyles, dress, all the details that a cultural outsider, even one as observant and empathetic as Helen, might easily get wrong. Recognizing she had a lot to learn, Helen talked at length with Cook and went to Brixton, the uh, the largely Afro-Caribbean section of South London, wandering the streets, stopping cafes, observing the people around her and remembering what she saw. All right. So that answers the question of what kind of research she did on the book, which I was very unclear on. So, okay. Interesting. Grown-up things we like.
1: I'm unprepared only because my, my tastes run purely in the juvenile. Marvelous. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. In coming to Chicago, uh, I was recommended to catch the theater show... Uh, the Neo Futurists. Oh, yeah. They, and they have a program called The Infinite Wrench where they have a 90 minute play, yeah. a 90 minute performance where they do 30 plays. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I'm going to preemptively say that's the thing I like because I have no doubt this recommendation comes that, uh, from a person who knows what they That saying. theater
2: is in my old apartment building. I'm ah, no kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Neo Futurists. Yes. In Chicago. Check them out.
2: In Andersonville.
1: Uh-huh. Big okay. fan.
2: I know what building you meant. So. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Good recommendation Do you want to go next or me? Go for it Alright, this is an Instagram account It is run by a man by the name of Christian Brighty So it's called Brighty Boy But boy being B-U-O-Y Basically, uh, this is something I discovered Just because the algorithm of Instagram being what it was It looked at me and said You look like somebody who would like a guy To reenact different Jane Austen tropes All the while playing all the parts And I said, why yes I would So But, of course, he's playing all the parts. He's got this huge beard, and he's got a very hairy chest, but he's playing all the girls with low-cut dresses and just not even covering it up whatsoever. So he'll do Bridgerton things and all sorts of things like that. So, uh, yeah, at Brighty Boy on Instagram. Okay.
0: Well, for my last Pride Month recommendation, I wanted to highlight small businesses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I've mentioned Transfigure Print Company out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, but they're a trans-owned clothing company that sells... These awesome shirts that say protect trans kids or protect trans folks. Um, another company is Queer Candle Company, which is a trans and queer owned business and they have a bunch of delicious smelling candles. I own the Sea Salt and Orchid one, which I love, but I, if you can't think of an LGBTQ owned business, I encourage you to challenge yourself and try and find and support one, especially given all the things that have been happening politically lately.
2: Heck oh. yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah! All right, Gerald has just thrown a protect trans youth sticker onto the plate of cookies here.
1: Yeah. that is impressive. Uh, print Transfigure company. print company, absolutely, no is... great company. Wow! Support them. Yeah,
0: what highly they recommend. Uh, they have great stuff. So I, I own, I own one of their... their shirts. I'm a big fan. So yeah.
2: Cool. There we go. Very cool from both of you. That was, that <laughs> was, that was eerie. <laughs> Great time. minds thinking. I, would, I just managed to just, like, pull that out of his bag. I didn't bag. have my
1: Carnac envelope, but I had this. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well,
2: All right. you know what? In lieu of the Carnac envelope, uh, I think you've done very well. And well, thank I think you. this was an. Excellent episode. Thank you so much yes, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. us. Yeah, absolutely my
1: pleasure. Thank you both so much for having me.
2: No. any anytime. Okay. You're welcome anytime. All right. We'll we'll just... meet in Chicago. All right. Sounds like a plan. And until we find another guest who's even half as good as Gerald, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. I'm Gerald. Bye. Fuse8 and Kate is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at fusekate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Drew Landia is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Etienza and Betsy Burke.